Welcome to the Roman Enforcement Experience. This is the podcast where Jesus Christ is on the throne. And now your host, Ed Roman. Well, hello, everybody. This is Ed Roman, your host for today's podcast. Uh, this is our second podcast, and I just wanted to um, thank everybody for tuning in. And uh, before we get started, uh, I wanted to uh, get into a uh, word of prayer and uh, just thank God for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace in our lives. Amen. So um, let us go ahead and uh, bow our heads. But if you're driving, don't do that. Anyway, Father, right now, we just thank you for this time to be together, Lord, and to thank you for all that you have done, are doing, and will do in our lives, Lord. Uh, may your, your, your precious spirit guide and lead your servant today, Lord, that you, Father, again, are on the throne and we are not. So we thank you for this time. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, today's episode, I wanted to speak about um, the prophet Jonah and the spirit of Jonah. And I wanted to give you context uh, of who Jonah was. Uh, Jonah was a reluctant prophet given a mission he found distasteful. He chose to run away from God rather than to obey him. Like Jonah, we may have, um, we may have to do things in life that we don't want to do sometimes. We find ourselves wanting to turn and run. But it is better to obey God than to defy him and run away. Often, in spite of our defiance, God in his mercy will give us another chance to serve him when uh, we return to him. And of course, last episode, I, I spoke on um, uh, my life in a personal testimony of stepping away from the faith and uh, coming back and uh, I just wanted, uh, Jonah just resonates with me personally because I identify, because I know God has called me uh, for many, many years, probably be decades now, and uh, I have not been obedient. And so I wanted to read a passage of scripture that uh, I identify with, and maybe you will too. So we're going to start in chapter one, verse one, and it says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Um, and he said, go to the city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed to Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed to Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but there have been many times in my life where I have obeyed what God has asked me to do. And I shared that in, in the uh, uh, previous podcast. Um, and I see the blessing that came with the obedience. But unfortunately, when I was not obedient, I came to the realization that uh, things weren't going to go my way. And um, so... Jonah being disobedient and going directly in the opposite direction is a uh, I, I feel is a reflection of my life and how I have not been um, that obedient uh, son that um, wanted to honor God. 
So, um, but Jonah had, um, so then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and with such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid and cried out to their own gods and threw out the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. Let me tell you, um, because of my disobedience, I created chaos in my home, in my life, and to those around me. And that chaos is, um, <laughs> is shown here by the fact that, man, I, I really didn't know that I was causing it because I was all about me. And I could be at peace laying, well, not really at peace, but I thought I was in peace and I can go lay down, but I was affecting my family because I was not being obedient to the Lord and things were going on in my life that was causing chaos and lack of peace to those that I loved. And that's what we see here. So uh, the Bible says in, in um, uh, verse seven, then the sailors said to each other, come let us cast lots and find out who's responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and it fell on Jonah. So they asked him, tell us, Who's responsible for making this trouble for us? So they asked, okay, and um, and what, what does it have to do with us? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? And he answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the land. This terrified them and, and they asked, what have you done to cause this? And I'm understanding what I did to cause the fact that my children didn't want to talk to me, to cause the fact that my wife, I was so estranged from my wife. What caused this? And it was my own selfishness. So um, in verse 12, uh, he, he tells them, he tells the sailors, pick me up and throw me into the sea. He replied, and it will become calm. I know this is my fault and this great storm. I know this is, this is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. So um, Jonah knew that he was um, that he had disobeyed and that the storm was his fault. But he didn't say anything until the crew cast lots and it fell on him. Jonah was willing to give his life to save the sailors, although he refused to do the same for the people of Nineveh. You know, I was so wretched but i was not going to ever displace my family from a home i was never going to displace uh my children in the way of living sure i was i was jacked up i ain't gonna lie i was jacked up but because of my selfishness i had already caused enough issues i was not going to take away a home i was not going to leave my children destitute and so uh, my wife in this time didn't have to work because I wanted her home taking care of the children and their needs and the needs of the home. And so, yes, I lived a double life. But uh, again, because of my selfishness, I didn't want others to, to suffer. And that's what Jonah did. He said, hey, throw me into the sea because man, I'm making you suffer. So they did. And... Um, I just I just wanted to let you know that um, in, in the commentary my my Bible here um, yes the redemptive story comes to light now I'm restored I have 
come back to God despite of all that happened. And he has forgiven me because he is faithful and just to forgive us. And so there are five ways um, I wanted to read to you um, on how to get back into uh, serving the Lord, how to get back into uh, living a life of Christ. And um, it's in the, uh, the book of James. And uh, as I turn here, uh, James 4, 7 says, submit to God, yield to his authority and will and um, and will commit your life to him and his control and be willing to follow him. And that's James 4, 7. Um, submit to God. Uh, most of us want a savior, but the majority of us don't want a Lord lording over us, telling us what to do, convicting us when we're not doing what's right. And um, it, it takes complete submission to him. And so uh, two, resist the devil. Hey, you know, if you believe in God, you got to believe that there's a devil and he's the enemy of your soul. And the only way to resist him is um, to uh, not let Satan, let Satan lie or entice you or tempt you. Basically, what Satan does is he lies to you. He tells you that this is a better life. He tells you that this is the way to go. He tells you sometimes, maybe she's better. And it's a lie from the pit of hell. Because he is the enemy of our soul, Satan. Uh, number three, wash your hands. Uh, James 4, 8. It says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. I was so double-minded, man. Really, I was. I wanted a family, but I wanted to live my life. A life of pure indulgence a pure sin to gratify the cravings of the flesh. And I don't know, maybe you're going through that right now. You're like, man, I want to live my life, but I know better, Lord. Thank God for his spirit that convicts us, even when we are disobedient. I'll tell you a little story. I'm in a bar and um, I was watching a Raider game. Hey, I'm a Raider fan. Don't hate. <laughs> um, and they stink. I know, but that's my team. So I'm in a bar and I'm drinking and I'm lit like a Christmas tree. And I'll never forget looking at the alcoholic beverage and then looking on the TV screen at my team. And I remember hearing the voice say, thou shall not have any other gods before me. And as I looked at both those objects, those were gods that I had set up. And that's what has had me bound, is that I was serving other gods other than the true and living God. But I thought I was okay, I thought I was cool. No, man, I was jacked up and I was lied to and I was believing the lie. So uh, resist the devil, wash your hands. And you know what? Number four, grieve, mourn, and wail in sincere sorrow 
uh, of your sins. Um, we must not be afraid to express this deep heartfelt sorrow, okay? Yes, thank God I was able to come back and be fully restored. And sometimes I still grieve and mourn. I don't want to forget my sin. People say, oh, you know what, that's the past and you got to forget it. You know what? You can forget it. I'm not going to forget my past. You know why? Because that keeps me rooted into where I am at now with Christ. That life I never want to live again. And that's why I grieve and mourn still today. Not every day, not all the time. But there are moments where I say to myself, how could I have been so misled? How could I have believed that lie? Number five and uh, final is um, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. James 4.10. Um, that's a big one. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble, 1 Peter 5, 5 says. And I can't tell you, you know, a lot of people say, you know, pride come, comes before the fall. Well, no, pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit comes before the fall. Okay, a haughty spirit is thinking that you're better than everybody else. And God hates that. So that's why I tell you. These are the things that I look to that keep me rooted and grounded so that I don't have that Jonah spirit and continue run to run from God. That when God calls and says, hey, yeah, do a podcast. Ooh, okay. Okay, Lord, I'll do a podcast. And then believe me, heck, you know, sometimes I'm apprehensive. You know, I'm, I'm stumbling, bumbling my words here, you know, but I'm sharing my heart. I'm sharing my heart because if, I could be a blessing to someone, then it's all worth it. It's all, it, it's worth being obedient to God and being a blessing. And that's why I'm here. Again, he is on the throne and I am not. And because I am not, I have surrendered to the author and finisher of my faith. So, you know, as we end, I always want to share a story. And uh, I've shared it before. Um, but uh, back in 2004, I took my family on a uh, vacation to Hawaii. And um, it was my family's first time. My wife and I had gone uh, when we uh, first got married on our honeymoon. We went to Hawaii, Waikiki. And so we took a family vacation. And one of the uh, monuments that I wanted to see was Pearl Harbor. And I'm, I'm deeply patriotic. I love America. And so we went to the uh, uh, Pearl Harbor Memorial. And as you go into um, uh, the area uh, where the ships are, and um, they, they send you into like a movie theater. And what they do is they give you um, uh, an outline. They give you uh, context of what happened at Pearl Harbor. And so we were there sitting down and then the movie starts. And this movie details on how the Japanese were able to um, secretly uh, bomb Pearl Harbor. And as you're there, you're looking at this movie and it's pretty intense. Well, my five-year-old son is really intense. And I'm sitting next to him, and he is just looking like 
man, he wants to go out there and fight. And I look at him and I'm saying, son, what's wrong? And this five-year-old little boy says to me, why aren't they fighting? They're just running. They're not fighting. And I was like, wow, this, this, is, this little five-year-old is pretty intense, man. Wow. And basically what they were showing is all when the, the Japanese were bombarding Pearl Harbor and all the ships, the sailors and Marines um, and airmen were running for cover. And uh, this really affected my son. So after we see this movie, we go out and to the USS Arizona and we see the actual, you know, Arizona where it sank and um, it, it's quite moving and if, you, if you've never been. And so on our way back to the hotel, we're on a bus and my son is still uneasy. And I'm saying, what's wrong, son? And he turns to me again and he says, Pops, they weren't fighting. They were just running. And fast forward, as I try not to get emotional. Fast forward 15 years. And I remember a time when I was not at home. And I was contemplating coming back home and being a family again. And I remember the Holy Spirit bringing that memory back to me and saying, why are you running? How come you're not fighting? God, you're so good. God, you, you've forgiven me. You've restored me. And I thank the Holy Spirit for bringing that back to me because now I'm fighting. Now I'm fighting for my family. Now I'm fighting for my life and for the kingdom because I never want to go back ever to running and that's why I read the story of Jonah to you because he ran thank God he was swallowed up by a great fish came to his senses and yes he went back to Nineveh or he went to Nineveh he preached the word Nineveh got saved and God spared them from destruction like he just like he like he spared me from the destructive lifestyle that I was living. And now I'm living a godly lifestyle to be the man of God that God has called me to. I wanna thank you for listening. I wanna thank you for um, being tuned in and being sensitive to the spirit. And um, uh, stay tuned, uh, stay connected subscribe share and leave a comment i would love to hear your feedback but before we pray i want to give you a, a sneak peek into um the next episode of uh the roman enforcement experience and uh, it's the uh new thing new ways and basically what we want to talk about is getting rid of the old and bringing in the new the new way to live a life of Christ, the new way to live kingdom-minded. Just for the record, um, I upload bi-weekly, uh, and the next episode will be August 8th. And before we pray, I want to give um, a special shout-out to our law enforcement brethren, our brothers and sisters, blue, tan, and green, and green. Um, 
maybe you're coming home from a shift right now and um, sometimes life just throws you a curveball man and, and you're like man is it worth it I'm telling you it is worth it because in Romans chapter 13 he calls us the governing authorities and he gives us the authority to bring law into the land and so as we pray I'm gonna lift you up in prayer and ask God special special blessing on your life so as we close our eyes father right now I just want to thank you for my brothers and sisters who stand in the gap who stand for for order and law I pray dear God that you give them wisdom knowledge and a boldness to continue to do what is right and to uphold the laws of this land may you continue to bless their families their children Lord their spouses their parents that they father would no, come to know you and know that you have your hand upon them as they go through the eight hour 10 hour 12 hour shifts bless my brothers and sisters and also to bless those that are listening that are tuning in Lord I pray a special blessing on them father also and once again we just thank you for your goodness your mercy and all that you have done for us Lord may we continue to walk in your ways in the mighty name of Jesus amen <music>